You're listening to the Audacity to be Ambitious podcast, and this is episode number 12, How to Fiercely Support Other Females. Hey, everybody. Thank you for coming back and joining me on my podcast during my 20 episodes in 20 days and the first days of 2020 um, podcast <laughs> challenge. So, um, so pretty much I've challenged myself to do 20 podcast episodes, um, one every day for the first 20 days of January, 2020. Um, I'm doing this to get over perfectionism, to start the big launch of my podcast and to just get out there, get outside of my comfort zone and begin showing up for you guys. Right? So I'm showing up for myself and I'm showing up for you. But today, I'm on fire. Today, I actually get to create my podcast episode for you while the sun is still up. So if you have listened to any or several of the previous podcast episodes, I record them all at night. So today was a, um, today's a win that I get to fit it in um, in the middle of the day, and here's why. So I'm particularly motivated because of a situation that just happened to my sister. Now, me and my sisters are very, very close, and if you have heard in any other podcast, specifically the most previous one, is that we talk every single day, whether it's through, you know, voice messaging each other, video, Facebooking, I mean, anything. We we have a Facebook group where we all talk to each other. We chat in regular messenger, like just from our phones. We do all of this stuff, right? So we just talk every single day. And today... My my oldest sister, um, she is just, she's on fire. She's chasing after her career and she's doing what she loves and she's paving the way for herself and what she's going to do. And she has just recently gotten a dream job at, um, at a place that she's had her eye on for years. And she pulled this all together and she made it happen on her own. Now... I'm not going to name the state. I'm not going to name the the establishment, but it's a very um, it's a very large university hospital and school system, and um, it's very prominent and pretty progressive. But you know, it's still your everyday world in the U.S. And there's some things that happen. And I promise this is going to circle and wrap back around to the topic that I'm talking about today, which is how to fiercely support other females. And so. She's there and she just started at the beginning of 2020 and she's had this lined up as she wanted to specifically start this uh, date so she could um, help her previous uh, location uh, taper out away from what she was doing for them so it would be an easier transition for them because she's so kind and considerate, right? So, I mean, she didn't have to do that, but she did. So she's over here doing great things, making great things happen, helping other people along the way and she messages she messages us today and she's like hey you guys won't believe what happened and we're you know me and my other sisters we're getting all hyped up and we're like what happened and she was in a professional meeting of the heads of an association or organization at this at their at this place right this establishment and she's there and she begins to describe a compliment that another woman gave her, which is wonderful. Except for the fact that she said um, that the girl said, I'm sorry, I hope you're not offended by this. 
and then proceeded to give her a wonderful compliment on her like amazing makeup job and her hair. Um, <laughs> she's like, my sister is a brilliant and driven woman who doesn't hold anything back when it comes to showing the power of her femininity and loving everything that has to do with her hair and her feminine power and her makeup and everything. She tries to make her skills um, the best because she, that, those are her standards, right? And that's one thing I love and appreciate about her and she also helps keep me in check when I have something a little off about me because she knows the standards to which I hold my style and she never hesitates to be like, eh, you might wanna change this. And I'm like, okay, tell me what to do, where to do, <laughs> where to do it, where to get it, how, how do I do it, how do I use it, all this stuff. Because um, you know, as women, there's like 57,000 different mediums and tools and things. I mean, we've got like different types of eyeliners. We've got like liquids and we've got mattes and we've got pencils and we've got all this marker. It's just, it just never ending, right? Um, so anyway, and as my big sister, that's her role. I always say that she gives me a good big sistering when I, whenever I need advice or um, whenever I need direction and things like that. So anyway, the first thing I noticed was that this girl, upon giving my sister a compliment, an amazing one at that, she felt the need to apologize beforehand. Like, hey, I'm sorry, don't get offended by this, but you're beautiful and everything that you touch turns to gold. So <laughs> that's not necessarily the time frame that you would say, you know, don't be offended by this. And that stood out to me and that, this part is not even the point of her story. This is a part that I just, it stood out to me and I wanna to talk to you guys about it. In one of the first episodes, I talk about audacity, right? Having the, um, just daring to be different in any way, shape or form. And I talk about this can be in your career, this could be in health, this could be in just the way that you look and just wearing something that's more daring for the sake of standing out because it makes you happy, whatever it is. And this girl is, you know, it's pretty average. It's pretty normal for people to be like, hey, I hope you're not offended, but here's this really great thing about you. But now, if somebody were to go up to a man and say, hey, I hope you're not offended, but your biceps are huge and they're, <laughs> they're ripping out of your suit, what gym do you go to? Like, that conversation never happens. But we feel the need to like trip over our words and apologize before we want to give another woman um, a compliment for just uh, something that she's got on or her, how she's done her makeup or how she's done her hair. Because in one, on one hand, we want to feel good about ourselves. But on the other hand, we're always ready for someone to tear us down or you know to be paying attention to the wrong thing. And the reason why is because of all, the, all of the assumptions that come with being a woman in a professional setting. And the, and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm hardcore air quoting here, okay? The standards by which we have to follow in a professional setting, right? So this girl probably thought that she shouldn't be giving my sister compliments on her hair and makeup because of the setting that they were in. Now, that was just something that stood out to me, but I just wanna make sure that if you ever see another human, if you see another woman, if you see a peer, colleague, whatever, who has moved you because something that they said was inspiring or something that they're wearing, you know, was beautiful and it stood out to you. If there's something in particular about an individual that had a special character, don't hesitate to show them some love and kindness 
to tell them about how you liked it and how it stood out to them or how it stood out to you um, about them. And I mean, this is, a, I mean, technically appropriate to the situation if you're like, you know, in the bathroom stall next to somebody. I mean, I don't know, maybe if you love their shoes that bad. <laughs> but what I'm getting at here is that this, there is a time and a place for everything, right? But we shouldn't be holding back from empowering women or making them feel better about themselves because Lord knows they're feeling another, they're feeling enough friction as it is just trying to love themselves and stand out in a world that's telling them that they're not good enough. So when it comes to fiercely supporting other females, here's what gets to me. While my sister sat in this meeting and she got this compliment from this other girl, um, another woman chimed in. So this woman leans over and mutters to the first girl who gave the compliment and says, it's because she doesn't have kids. That's why. Okay. Now I'm about to dissect this shit real quick. I'm, gonna, I'm about to bust down why that's not okay and what you can do to change that. So now we obviously can't go back in time and undo the words that this woman said. And luckily, my sister is confident enough to know that she doesn't need that woman's approval to be who she is today. But real quick, my sister has two kids, not only two kids, but two teenage kids who are both teenagers and dealing with a lot of things with their biological father. And my sister not only is a badass in her driven career and doing whatever that she, she wants, she's paving that way, but she is an amazing mother. So she's walking through them through their life. She's raising them. She's making sure that they're getting wonderful grades and preparing for their futures and helping them navigate the pitfalls of life and things that happen when sometimes people we're related to, they cause some bumps in the road that we have to navigate ourselves around. And she's there playing at a hundred on every level for her kids, for her husband, for her career. And what this other woman did was she completely undermined her. Not only that, but she gave a reflection of her own standards. So here's how I'm gonna break this down. When I see somebody, or when I hear of somebody who makes a comment like that, then it's not because she actually knows anything about said subject, but it's a reflection of her own standards, like I just said. So, with this woman being in the state that she was in, not being able to apply makeup in that way or do her hair that way or, you know, be able to get the curls right or you know how it is whenever we try to follow a makeup tutorial or hair tutorial for the first time or trying out a new style, sometimes we don't get it right. But if you don't really care about it, then you're not going to keep trying. You're not going to perfect it. And it's that way in everything. Like literally, you could be running like the 400 meter race in the Olympics. If you don't practice it that much, then you're not going to win. You're not going to get it right. You're not going to stand out. You're not going to be the best. This works in every single aspect of our lives. So she felt uneasy with the standard that my sister had, assuming that she was a woman who didn't have kids because that's the only way that a woman would be able to pay that much attention to her hair and makeup. But it is not. It is not, it's just a practice of self-care. Sometimes people do yoga for an hour and a half in the morning, and sometimes people work on 
you know, figuring out their outfit, their style, what shoes they're going to wear, their hair and makeup. Sometimes people go for a 10 mile run. It's what you're doing with your time. But if you're, sit- if you're sitting there in the morning and you're scrolling on Facebook for an hour and a half before you get to work, don't come to work and shoot down another woman because she used her time differently than you. And that's exactly what woman, what that woman did. I was getting ready to call her woman A, but I was like, I can't, I can't assign her a letter now. I didn't in the beginning. <laughs> but so here's the second thing that I see. The second thing that I see is something that I used to be lost in myself. And that was when I was a stay-at-home mom and my husband was deployed and he was in the military and it was just, um, I I was across the country from my friends and my family and I lost myself. I didn't put anyone down who had the time to do their hair and makeup or wear the clothes that they wanted. Um, I actually was, I would envy them. I would say, oh, I can't wait till I can do that. And the fact of the matter is that I could have done that at any time, but because of my standards and but and because, because of people always calling and asking about Brandon or calling and asking about the kids, and I was in a new place where nobody knew me, I forgot who Jessica was. I forgot what Jessica wanted to do. I forgot about my own standards, goals, and dreams, and I fell to the wayside. Back then, I didn't tear other women down, like I said. It just felt so far removed from my reality. My excuse was, I remember, my excuse was, well, I have kids, I can't do that. I have kids, I can't do that. I have kids, I can't do that. But I can honestly say right now, I don't know how many people are going to listen to this episode, but I can, no matter who or how many people pop up on this episode, here's the truth. I spent countless hours overeating. I spent countless hours going over Facebook groups for wives and on the military bases and in drama and talking about like just in arguments about things that didn't matter. I spent countless hours watching binge watching shows on Netflix. I would watch entire an entire series in a week in a week's time. Okay? I was a stay-at-home mom and my husband was deployed and that was hard. But I didn't have to spend all of my time doing that. That wasn't working on me. I was being a great mom when my kids were awake, but let's face it, they were babies. They weren't doing much. They were little squishy monsters like rolling around, learning how to crawl on the floor. And yeah, they were like a lot to look after and make sure they didn't like roll down the stairs and put their finger in a light socket. But that's it. I mean, they're a much more, they're, they are much, uh, a much bigger load to carry now um, as children, me being a mom because I've got to, but okay, let me, let me step back if you hear with me being the mom to the standards that I hold, which is I want to teach them lessons and I want to spend time with them, um, with music. I like to play and dance with them. I like to just be silly and chase them and run around. Um, I like to make sure that they are getting uh, nourishing food. I like to make sure that they can cook with me. And these are all things that they couldn't do when they were just little lumpy human flesh like crawling around on the floor (laughs) now i do more with myself now than i did then so that just goes to to reflect my standards is i just chose to believe that 
as a mom, I couldn't work on my makeup and I couldn't work on my hair and I couldn't have good style and I didn't have time to work out. I let society program the thoughts and the standards that I had going on in my head. And that's why I was where I was. And that's why deep down when I knew I was made for something more, when I knew I wanted to be special, that I had something great inside of me, I had such an identity crisis because, well, well, what the hell could it be? Because here, you know, there, there I was saying, well, I'm overweight. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have no credentials. I've got no qualifications. Nobody, I've got no network. Everything that I did years ago doesn't count anymore because it was years ago. I, ha- I didn't know who I was because I had spent so long letting society um, create my own thoughts, my own thought patterns, which created actions. And my actions were nothing. My actions were watching TV. My actions were being lazy and being a hot mess because I was a mom and drinking wine on a Saturday night because that's what moms do when they're tired. Like that, those were my standards to live by. Now they are much more. And because of that, my life is more fulfilling. And because of that, I have much more purpose. And because of that, I can help other women see their way out of the dark so they can redefine themselves, so they can find their light and their purpose and their fulfillment. And they can drive forward no matter what they think they're good enough for today. I can make sure that I'm doing my best to make sure that they're fighting to create their own legacy, the legacy that they hope and dream for that they maybe don't even know what they want yet because they've got that much work to do on their self-esteem and confidence, but they're gonna get there. Now, the reason why I'm talking about all of this is because that's why that woman said those words. It's because she has kids, that's why. Or, oh my gosh, I just ruined it. (laughs) I just said it so dramatically too. Yay for raw uncut episodes. So it's because she doesn't have kids. That's why, that's what the woman said. She doesn't, she thought my sister did not have kids, which she obviously does. And the woman was just letting, you know, what society had, you know, she's just letting what society let her think enter her head and rule her life and her standards. And apparently she cast that onto other women as well. That the only way you can care about yourself and the only way you can have standards and the only way you can have abs and the only way that you can have good hair is to not have children. That sounds miserable. And it just goes to show the woman's standards are very low. And that is sad. But regardless of your standards in life, which I'm going to tell you, you know, how you look, how you feel, how you think, what your job is, those are all your own standards, not what anybody else has projected onto you. Okay, let me repeat that. Your job, your health, how you feel about yourself, your self-esteem, your confidence, anything like that. Those are all a reflection of your own standards. You get to form and sculpt your thoughts that will empower you through this life and help you do the next great thing. Nobody else. Somebody can say something mean to you all day, every day. You don't have to believe it. You don't. That is not your prison. So don't live there. Okay? So now that we've talked about my sister, you know, being driven and being a big, important room and 
where she was in an instance where one woman gave her a wonderful compliment and the other woman cut her down and tried to reflect her own standards upon my sisters, which my sister did say, I do have two kids <laughs> at 16 and 15 years old. So she, she got to you know say that and kind of justify um, herself in, in a graceful way. But I wanna talk about how you cannot be this woman and how you can make sure that you're empowering the females in your life. Now, previously I talked about creating your team, right? Hashtag support system. On your journey, on, on, your, on your hard thing that you're trying to do, whether it's losing the weight or getting the job or, or getting out of a toxic relationship, um, there's, there, I mean, there's so many examples of a journey that somebody can be on. It is so imperative to make sure that you have a strong and trustworthy uh, network out there. The people who aren't gonna let you settle, the people who aren't gonna let you do the thing that's bad for you without saying anything. You need people who are on your team who are going to be making sure that you're safe, that you're growing, that you are seeking fulfillment and purpose for yourself. They're also challenging you. They're asking you what you're gonna do next. And I'm, I wanna tie that into this. So how to fiercely support other females? Maybe you don't have that network yet, okay? I was the same way. Aside from my sisters, okay? Like I was, I was born with those, my mother gifted them to me. <laughs> other than my sisters, I didn't have a network. I would see, I would see my sisters creating their own um, and particularly my, my oldest sister who was creating this professional network of friends, I was like, I want powerful women like that in my life. I don't want, I don't just want friends. I want my friends to be powerful women doing things, doing shit, doing the big thing, doing the scary thing. And I just was like, how is it going to happen? Because <laughs> I'm telling you, I did not have any friends. And went in, in a bigger place, right? So whenever... I talk about fiercely supporting other females. Maybe you don't have anyone behind you yet, but you can be the female out there fiercely supporting other females. When you do this, when you see a woman who's standing out and her makeup is on point, and she's either on social media or she's in your workplace or she's in your local mom's group, reach out to her. When you reach out to women like this and you let them know that you appreciate them for what they're doing and you see them, that you see what they are doing, you see the passion that they have, uh, humans just want to be noticed. Not for selfish reasons, but we are a race that thrives. We are like a species, should I say. I was thinking of the human race because that sounded really bad there for a second, but <laughs> the human race, the species like thrives on being together. So no matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert, we still want to be seen, heard, felt. We want to be known. And when you reach out to an individual and, and tell them how they've helped you or how something stands out about them and how, or how they're special in some way, it can change that individual's outlook. It can make a difference in their day. It can make a difference in their life. You've probably heard that when you give a stranger a compliment, you don't know what you may have saved them from or what 
or how you inspired them and, and caused just a domino effect in their life. And I want to tell you that when you're reaching out to women like this in this supportive manner with love and you know, you're challenging them, okay, I, saw, I see you did this. What are you going to do after you break the next ceiling? Okay, what, what's next? I'm excited to see what you do in the future. You're going to start seeing these women gravitate towards you. So the key here is that through fiercely supporting other females, you actually start to grow your own supportive network of fierce females in the end. That's your end result of doing that. So in every relationship in your life, you should, there should be reciprocal value. So you should be giving value and then you should be receiving value. So it, that, that works in a marriage. It works in like mother to child. It works in friendship is when you give knowledge or accountability, partnership, love, respect, inspiration, encouragement, you will start a pattern and you create the atmosphere for that relationship. So when all of that is coming out of you, you will inspire the other person to their actions will reflect the same. And the next thing you know, you'll have women in your corner just like you. That's exactly what happened to me. When I started my entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey, <laughs> the the first thing that I started was real estate. I went into this brokerage without a single friend, without a single current network piece whatsoever. Didn't know anybody. But I left real estate with one. Now, I, don't get me wrong. Don't think I was going to sit here and say it with like 12 or something. No, I left with one life-changing woman who would be there by my side, who would become a best friend, who always, always challenges me to do the hard thing and tries to find out what I'm doing next. That woman changed my life. And then as I continued to do greater, greater, greater and greater things building my business, I met more women like me and like my friend. And now I have over a handful of women who are so powerful around the world who are living their life for themselves. They are powerful. And even when things get scary, they move on despite the fear. Those are the women that I attracted in my life because I was like that. And right now, regardless of the size of your network, you can do the same. My sister now has wonderful friends. She is actually a recruiter for, she recruits physicians for organizations. And when she first started this, she was in sales. She sold insurance and she was amazing at what she did, but she decided that she wanted more. So when she started going to recruit physicians, her network had nothing to do with physicians. But now she has friends who are doctors of every different specialty. And she talks about going to lunch with them or having dinner or having a party for one of their friends where they're celebrating their birthday and they've got balloons and they do funny pictures. And she created her own special network of powerful women. Powerful women who respect and value her and she respects and values them. And she would not have created that network had she not stepped into the arena 
she gave off the energy and the vibe that she wanted to receive. And so she did. And so she did. Like that comment that you see on every coffee mug and <laughs> the wall decor and everything. And so she did. But it's true. So it's like the number one thing that I, that I hear in female entrepreneur groups is, is there anybody out here who's trying to build your business and has, has kids to, you know, insert whatever individual or characteristic thing. And they'll say, because I need somebody who I can relate to. To me, that is a cry for help from a woman who has no network of friends, of, of her support system, of her team, right? And she's looking for people who, who are like her and she doesn't know how. And so this is some desperate cry for help where really all she's gonna get is 400 comments saying, me, me, me too, I have a, I have a three-year-old and a four-year-old, I have two kids, I have five kids, and it's just gonna be like 900 comments of that. But if she spent more time creating and putting herself in the room of seminars or um, joining groups specifically for female entrepreneurs who are moms and actually meeting up with them, making phone calls, holding them accountable to, they'll show up for her. But you see, just going on Facebook and talking about being alone in the process is not going to get her anywhere as far as creating that team. And in doing that, she's not able to fiercely support her other female counterparts because she's living in that place of scarcity and low standard for herself, right? She's just trying to get by. Now, in this instance, what happened in the room with my sister, in, in the boardroom with the meeting, and the two women, one who gave a compliment and one who tore her down, this happens online too. So on that same comment thread, on Facebook where somebody says, I need a female entrepreneur who always also has kids so I can actually relate to somebody because this is hard. Not only will there be tons of comments about people raising their hands and saying that they have kids with no real connection happening, but there's also going to be people who get on there and tear her down. There's going to be people on there who jump on there and say, just because I don't have kids doesn't mean it isn't hard. In this is what I'm trying to tackle. Now I know that it's gonna happen regardless. It will happen regardless. But it doesn't mean that it has to be you. And if I can put out one little fire at a time, I will. I used to do this stuff too. Like I said before, I didn't think anything was really possible for somebody who was a stay-at-home mom with kids with a husband in the military. It didn't. But that was just because it was a standard I had set for myself. But it also doesn't mean that when somebody else gives their own testimony of how or why something's difficult, it doesn't mean that you need to tear them down because it wasn't for you. Okay, or just because their situation isn't yours. What you can do, instead of saying anything negative, is say, hey, you know, I'm a female entrepreneur and I don't have kids, but let me get you in touch with somebody I know who is or who does have kids. And then you can, you're doing something constructive there, right? You're fiercely supporting your other female counterparts and you're creating an effect, a butterfly effect, really a powerful butterfly effect because you don't know what you could have done 
well, here's the thing, is that if you said something negative, you'd have just been another person who pissed her off, and then she would have a little bit, uh, she would have a little bit less self-belief. And if you do something where you make a connection of somebody she can relate to and help her, even though you can't connect to her, then you could be supporting her, driving her, driving her business, her success, and therefore changing the rest of her life. So whenever you are presented with an opportunity, you could be sitting in a boardroom, you could be sitting in your car just listening, you could be at a party, you could be in a room full of moms at a uh, kids in preschool hangout. You get to decide how you show up when something like that is presented to you. When somebody says something, you get to choose whether you are going to tear them down or whether you are going to help them grow. You know, we grow up hearing the comment, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. But apply this in a little bit of a different way. If you don't have anything that's that's not gonna help someone grow, then don't say anything at all. And if it is something that's going to help them grow, make it sincere. And if it's not, and if you don't care, then just don't say anything. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Sometimes we just have people we don't like, but just don't say anything. You know, don't create that negative effect because whatever you put out in the world is going to come back to you, right? Karma, anybody heard of that? <laughs> it's, it, it's something I like to pretend is like not real, but it always seems to work out that way. But that situation that my sister was in today fired me up. And this subject of fiercely supporting females, um, it really, it really uh, has been something that I've been wanting to cover anyway. And so when the situation happened, it sparked the effect. And I was like, oh my gosh, right now I can sit down and do my podcast. It's going to be for the, the 20 podcast episode challenge. And I can cover this topic. Now, I could go on and on and on about this. I could go on and on about how females can support each other. I can go on and on about how we're suppressed and how we can overcome. And I could literally go on about each one of those things like for 10,000 years. But this is mainly what I wanted to cover. When you're given the opportunity to help someone up, make them feel good about themselves, jump on it. If you don't have anything to help them grow, then don't say anything at all. So continue doing you, make sure you're concentrating on yourself, make sure you're growing, make sure you're loving yourself and make sure you're doing it all in spite of what anybody else is saying or how anyone else is trying to tear you down. Because of how much anyone might be trying to tear you down or hold you back, you're gonna go on much further because of that. So I wish you guys well, I hope this message receives you well. And I'll see you guys on the other side in the next episode. So have an amazing day. Conquer it all. See ya.